With traffic, errands, and parking, cars can be a chore. But a great car can be an adventure, a getaway, and a prized possession. Whatever your budget or family require, there's a car out there you'll love. We're here to help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. We were just named as one of the top automotive podcasts of 2019 That's pretty cool. by carmoney.co.uk. Thanks yeah, yeah. to those guys for rating. A lot of your favorites are in there, and we're excited to be included. So yes, for that sure. That is all due to you guys rating and reviewing mm-hmm. this podcast and writing in and writing your stories. And it's it's your stories that make it fun, obviously. I mean, Completely. we're just talking about you guys. Yeah, it's very cool. You guys are, are the creators of this and have made it grow. And to that point, if you've just started listening and you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, you may look at ratings and reviews and be like, they're fine. But honestly... <laughs> <laughs> that actually helps. That number helps us continue to stay in the top 10 of automotive podcasts. That engagement, I, I hate to say this, it's just how the whole world gets driven now. That engagement keeps it current. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if absolutely. you wouldn't mind uh, rating and reviewing if you have not yet, that genuinely helps us. What it helps is it helps people find the podcast because we get emails regularly where people say, oh, yeah, I just found you guys. Oh, yeah. And time. I just found you because I was looking for an automotive podcast. And I looked at, they typically look at like the first top 10 and look at logos and they just click and hit descriptions. And so many people have found us with that story that is due to you guys rating and reviewing so thank you so much for that yeah love your stories guys uh some quick business we are definitely looking forward to 2020 but we're taking christmas week off of 2019 so two podcasts that will uh Two, two drop dates that will go by without us. Next, all of next but week. There Happy will be Friday. One. Yes, there will be one uh, one more podcast before January 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. So that is the very, very end of the year podcast. Yep, yep, yep. But we are taking the break, and uh, Todd is editing like crazy for season six and am, getting yeah. all episodes buttoned up. Something else you guys need to know, and that is season four mm-hmm. is now available on Amazon Prime. They were all they're always available on Prime, but it, but after about a year or so, they time out and they become free on Prime, and they are and yes, that is now yes. for season four. But again, season six is about to to premiere. That'll be the first Saturday of January. It'll premiere on the Motor Trend Cable Channel, and then it's going to follow. The episodes are going to stagger their way out to Amazon about ten days or so after the premiere on Motor Trend. The Motor Trend premiere is very helpful, but I know a lot of you only get it on Amazon. We greatly appreciate that as well. Yes. Also, a reminder for jackets and T-shirts and Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Last oh minute my. Christmas yeah. shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I suppose it's into 2020. It's, at this it's point, post Christmas uh, at this point, but you yeah. can say I got you. Yeah, yeah. You can get uh, the host jacket <laughs> on the store, so you can find cool T-shirts, including the Maserati and the Phaeton T-shirts. Yes, that we're uh, poking at both cars. We're, we're poking fun at ourselves and poking fun at both cars There's so much. And then Blu-rays too for all five films are on the website. So go to everydaydriver.com and right in the middle is the store tab, and that takes you right to the Amazon store. So those links all on there. Very Love easy it. ways to get around to where all of our content and merchandise is stored. So just a reminder there, we've got a couple of great debates here Mm -hmm. that uh, do – one does have uh, every bit of relation to the Maserati and the Phaeton. It's crazy, honestly. I I couldn't believe this. I can't believe this came through, yeah. Oren is writing to us with a a coincidence. Wait, am I the (laughs) only one shopping for these two cars? And then he came across our content. Uh Uh-huh. And said, oh, my gosh, these two idiots are doing the same he's looking, thing. He's, he's actually looking exactly at a Maserati Quattroporte and a Volkswagen Phaeton. He's looking <laughs> like at both of those specifically with this and specs. trying to figure out what to get. Yeah. And that happens to be the pairing. And, oh, can we speak to that? So we'll do that. Also, after the break, we've got Billy writing to us from Australia. He's got a question about all-wheel drives for exploring. That'll be cool. Many great audience questions. I'm excited. This is, this is, the, this is almost the Christmas podcast because next almost. week, happy Friday, yeah, next week yeah. we won't be with you. But we're excited to dive in right now. All right. Oren writes to us. We don't know where from, but he says, um, you know, he's, he's been looking for 
a Quattroporte and a Phaeton. He's liked both these cars in theory for years. Yeah, we have two. It's it's all theory, Oren, until I'm you sorry, arrive Oren. at the ocean of reality that is mm-hmm. ownership of these cars yeah. that we're discovering, of course. Yeah. Because we've dumped money into these cars already. Uh-huh. It's horrifying. We're keeping a running tally, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you you actually need to update yours here. <clears throat> I do need to update mine. It, it, my, my, the the Phaeton is, um, is uh, almost at 11 grand. Is it really? Yeah, it's almost at eleven grand. Now that's putting, is I mean, it and, really? and we're being specific. Everything but fuel is going in. So, like winter tires, for example, that you and I would have bought for whatever car we bought, mm-hmm. that's still on the tally, though. So I don't, I don't. Yes. On one level, I don't hold that against these cars because we would have yes. bought winter tires. Period. It's but at the same part time, part of the equation. It's part of the tally. Yeah. So my five thousand dollar Volkswagen Phaeton is uh, quickly becoming uh, more. Yeah, it already has. So that's the, See, we're, we're proving the five thousand dollar car rule. Both these cars. Something catastrophically happens to the Maserati. Both of these cars might actually become about the same price. <laughs> they might cost the same. Yeah. It'll just depend on how long you ignore the catastrophically pending things on the, on the Quattroporte because then that car is going to double in cost. <laughs> but anyway, so he, wants to, he actually wants to debate these two cars because he has – he said, look, I'm, I'm – I'm mid-30s, I'm married, I've got two kids. In most everything else in life, he says, I'm pretty practical and pretty, like, take the conservative road. Yeah. But yeah. but he's a car guy. His dad was a car guy. He has a business partner that where they actually run. This isn't even his primary thing, but they run a small used car appointment-only dealership. Sounds very similar this, to the one where you bought your Maserati. Yes, it is. Fact. This is the side hustle, only, although I, I think that, guys, was the main thing. That was his main thing, but this is, this is the side hustle out of Warren. a bail bond lawyer's office. So Horrifying. the same desk and the business cards are lined up. I'm like, well, now who are you again? What's your name? What are we doing here? Oh, yes. I'm not <laughs> yeah, here for exactly. bail bonds. Yes. So he actually has listened to us for a while, and he bought a couple of cars that he's really liked, an Audi A7 and a Porsche Cayman S, both at different times from watching our content and picked those and loved them. But he had this crazy idea. Should I get a Maserati Quattroporte or should I get a Phaeton? And then he it's realized... It's a great idea, isn't it? He no, realized no, that we're not. doing it. And now he's actually asking... This is like a fight, fight, fight email. Because he's mm-hmm. actually asking, guys, you have these two. Mm-hmm. Which one's better? Now, we are doing video with these cars. We've got a TV episode with four cars, as a matter of fact, coming up for season six. And that is... Both of our old cars driven against two new large sedans in a comparison of old versus new. Yep. And then later on, we'll be focusing on just these two or an, as a head-to-head, here's the driving experiences, comparing the luxury and the tech. Mm-hmm. But that's almost not even what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're just talking about desire. You're just, I want both these cars. Which one should he get? you're still in theory. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ah, theory. I remember theory. I remember the ocean of theory. I remember luxuriating in the hot tub of theory. Of theory. It, it, and now I am swimming in the very cold ocean of reality, mm. and it is not good. Uh, mm. the, the, by the way, the, the Phaeton, I, I know the, uh, the Maserati is the same way, but there is a list, of course it's on the forum, of known issues. And my greatest fear here is that I'm just gonna. I need to put it up on the wall like a spreadsheet and just start checking them off. Well, the Maserati forum just has the thread today's problems, and it's like five years old. Like, it's, wait, what? It's yeah. constantly updated. <laughs> how updated oh, this morning started five years there's ago? Always, yeah. And you know how you see how many pages it is? It's like over ten pages. Like, what? Yeah. Started five, today's problems. Oh wow! I don't want to click on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So Oren has uh, bought actually cars based on our recommendations before. Yep. He's bought a used Audi A7, and he said on another occasion a Cayman S. Yep. After watching YouTube videos, we're slinging hash. We're selling cars, baby. <laughs> he says both of those Better purchases were great decisions. He is thankful. So I'm I'm glad you found car love and yeah. You know yeah, yeah. our suggestions have resonated with you. I'm glad. And also, here's the thing. I don't get the sense that those cars that he bought, that Oren bought, or this one that he's debating now, these are not cars he's buying to sell at his dealership. These are cars he's buying to have for a bit. Personally, to yes. To be his cars. Yes. Yeah. All right. So he's writing to us after finding a 2006 four-seater, the V8 Phaeton. Not the W12, the V8. But the four-seater. A 2006 four-seater yeah, so that, means that, means that has the executive loaded. back seats with the center console and the every option you can get without it being the W12. Ooh. And, so this is the expensive... And the 2006, which also means later in the run, initial problems like uh, bad suspension that was a known issue on the 04s. I have an 04, are gone. He also okay, is weighing okay. it against a 2012 ZF automatic 43,000-mile Quattroporte. So what I'm seeing in both of these is he's spending probably twenty five grand. Easy on that. So you're saying this V8 Phaeton that he found is probably the most loaded you can get without jumping to the W12 engine. I would say it's right? completely the most, because that's the specific thing about mm. it being the four-seater. And the fact that it's an 06, you typically can't – sorry, I'm off in the, the weeds. Uh, you typically can't touch an 06 for less than about 11. Okay. Okay, you just can't even find okay. one for less than about 11. The four-seat option, and if it's really clean and all that kind of stuff, I, I'm, I'm guessing this one he's looking at is probably 15 to 20 grand listed. Okay, all right. And he's got this 2012 Quattroporte, and that is with the ZF Auto, he said. The Duo Select transmission that I had, mm -hmm. have currently, that was only actually offered for sale until 2007 because the general public decided that lurchy shifting and this roaring... Noise. You and can the, say hate. It's okay. Clunks and the skepticism. Oh, and the maintenance and yeah. the maintenance bills. Yeah. It just didn't really resonate with the buying public. And so they came out with the automatic. <laughs> I like the just automatic. doesn't really resonate. That's it awesome. Didn't really so much. <laughs> so they brought the automatic to soothe everybody's fears. Mm, yeah. Now you could get this with the paddles or you could get it just as the ZF and you could shift it manually. So you could slide it over and you could you could shift up and down manually. Yeah. But there were paddles later yeah. in the run. Well, I don't know if this has paddles. Also, Unknown. keep this in mind. Many, 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 have I said many yet? Many, many of you have noted mm. the fact that Hoovy from Hoovy's Garage yes. had yes. a Quattroporte like yours that was a Lehman Marks edition, the whole thing. But he had the auto. He did. And yes. he bought the auto thinking, as we all do, this will be more reliable. And that's the one that has been the can't-get-it-out-of-the-shop money pit. And now here you are with the <laughs> transmission everyone has avoided. And I have to say, it is one of those transmissions, like the first-gen uh, uh, paddle shift Fiestas and Focuses. Fiestas, I'm specifically thinking okay. of. Remember those with the okay. single-clutch uh, dual? Uh, oh, man, single-clutch yes. paddle shift. That was awful. Yes. Same kind of thing. All right. Also, like, I'm going to call it out, the BMW SMG. This is the same kind of thing. Now, I know we're going to get an angry letter from somebody that has an SMG and loves it. It's the greatest transmission ever. I know that exists. Sure, sure. There's a reason they went to dual clutch. Okay. There's there's all kinds of anomalies and one-offs. And the, yes. the so the one you have is funny. People have written in on the YouTube comments and said, why didn't you get a – this is what I love. Why didn't you get an 08 with the ZF? Well, because you can't find it for ten grand. That's well, exactly. Why not. They're yeah. not available for ten yeah, grand exactly. for the price I paid. And yeah. of course, the Duo Select is. There now, it is. I just channel awesome. my Formula One love when I'm driving the Maserati. I just think about how cool <laughs> F1 <laughs> transmissions are. I just think, no, 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 no. It's not lurchy. 
It's racing. It's mm. racing related. This isn't lurchy and bad and uncomfortable for everybody riding with me. If It's Formula One. If any Formula One driver has been as terrified pulling a paddle <laughs> as I am when I drive that car, then their job is much scarier than I even thought it was. That's what I'm it's concluding. cool. I've tried to switch my headspace around. All right. So <laughs> I love it. Now, Oren also has a reliable Sequoia. It's great. Yep. And he's also got a project car, which is an 03 BMW 540i with the M Sport with the six-speed. Cool. All right. All right. Project car, huh? I mean, yeah. th- that can be also a money yeah. pit. You're, you're a glutton for punishment. Well, Unless he, you're just living in theory all the time. Well, but, but, he's, but here's the thing. That the nice thing about the Sequoia is whatever we add here, there's, there's a fallback. Okay. True. And I need to <laughs> talk about I need the to, car you drive when the other cars aren't yeah, running. Yeah, and I, I need to come back to that personally in a second. So mm. there's, there's a fallback car. Then he has a project car. Yes. The yes. actual sentence that I am quoting here, if I want to stay married, only one more car will have to do at this point. So his wife has kind of <laughs> said, I get it. I know you have the disease. By the way, hello, wife. I know you have the disease. I get it. I love you. I'm tolerating this about you because let's be honest, she is, but one more car is the limit. So he's shopping for this fun, fun because it's new and different, not necessarily fun for other reasons, Right, right. Uh, big four-door sedan. Uh, so that's very interesting. It doesn't have to be the reliable one, which is also good. Let me, let me, can I, can I side note for a sec? Mm. Yeah, I'd like to so, hear how you position um, this actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have four cars in my life. Hmm. I have complained. I know that's too strong a word because let's be honest, I really have nothing to complain about. But I have complained about the fact that I really do think that's one too many. Because <laughs> the Lotus is parked now for winter for the okay. worst of winter. Okay. My wife's Cayenne is a workhorse. There's a really cool update video coming soon on that. I promise you it's coming soon. That exists. It's already been shot. I just need to get it in the edit queue. So, yeah. So, that's happening. Then I have the Phaeton mm-hmm. and I have the Mitsubishi Lancer Rally Art, okay. which I am the only one that likes. And I know that I'm the only one that likes uh-huh. it, but I'm the only one that likes it. Yep. Confirmed. So um, <clears throat> the uh, the rally art uh, went down this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm not la- – I'm laughing I am. Let me put it to you this way. With you. I am hoping – I'm hoping it's a blown turbo because I don't want to do major engine work on that car. But it has a, a nasty clunk and that is RPM-related. Um, so I'm thinking blown turbo. Let's hope that's what it is because it starts and runs at low RPM just fine. But wow, when it gets close to turbo land, is it not happy? So that needs to get fixed, which is money I'm very excited to spend. I'm very oh. excited. So that's going on. But but <laughs> oh, that man. happened to break the same 24 hours that I put the Phaeton in to check on a coolant leak. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. And there will be more updates on that coming later. But the problem is that in a 24-hour period, I went from – three usable winter cars to one. Hmm. And my wife and I had to go in opposite directions. This conversation did not go well. Ah, so sorry. my point here, sorry. my point here, bringing it back around, Oren, the point here is that you have a car that runs in that Sequoia. So I'm excited for you and your marriage because you don't, you don't mention here <laughs> what your wife drives, but I think she must have something else entirely that's not even mentioned here. So you have a Sequoia. You have a project car. Let's get you this big sedan. Yeah, I don't get the, the idea he's held on to the Audi and the Cayman. I think these just have Those been were cars in, in his, his life. life. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. no longer with him. Yep. So he's got the Sequoia and he's got the project car. Okay, so we're in the midst of this experiment, this grand experiment. But you notice that I've used that word, Oren. (laughs) 
Which one? Grand? No, experiment. Because gra- grand feels like an overstatement. Oh, I, anyway, I'm yeah. not concentrating on grand. It's, it, it's an experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's an experiment it's terrifying that is what it is. we're doing so you don't have to. <laughs> That's been the entire point of this whole exercise. Uh, allow us to lead you through the jungle while you sit comfortably on your couch. This yes. is why reality TV exists. You're watching people hack through the jungle. Yes. Man, that looks yes. cool. We will wow, be your, sucks that you got your whatever hurt. We will be your car equivalent of Survivor. You're exactly right. Exactly yes. right. So but we're, this but is none of us are, None of us are getting off the island. We're stuck there. Yeah. To be honest, in no way do I want to recommend either car to you as nice as you have found. I don't okay. because... Still, even though both years you have found, the 06 Phaeton and the 2012 Quattroporte, they've improved dramatically yes, since their yes. introduction. And they he's buying newer them ones out. with more money. The, yes, they're spending more money, and that. they've done a lot of refinements and updates. And if, you're, if you haven't realized already, car manufacturers are always continually improving and kind of continually making the car, remaking the car. Uh-huh. As it goes through production, it's not just, hey, we went to production and it's, and it's done. True. They don't stop, true, even though true, they're yeah. working on future models. Yeah. They don't stop because There's they're figuring out all kinds of stuff. And then you know, two years later, they figure out, oh, so the suspension really wasn't a good idea on that we, car. We, we really ought to update that so it huh. doesn't break as often. Yeah, we, we should figure that different part out. Yeah. And then they might have to re-engineer a mount or mm-hmm. yeah. do something yeah, yeah. else. So the car is continually being remade throughout its life. Yeah, yeah. I... I want you to go consider something newer, to be honest. I really do. <laughs> Take your money elsewhere. Well, you haven't specified a budget here. You have mm-hmm. not said, hey, I'm, you know, here's my high cap. We're guessing because the Quattroportes you're looking at are probably above 20. A 2012? Probably, probably yeah. We're talking 26, 25, somewhere fair, in that range. Fair, fair, yeah, yeah. And okay. a, a Phaeton for that price would be a gorgeous, perfect Phaeton, but probably, that doesn't yeah. mean it can't break and something can't go wrong because <laughs> these are complex cars. So again, something will. We're doing this for you. This is our gift. This is <laughs> it's like a, this is in it's lieu the world's weirdest public it. service that we're currently operating. Yeah. Because think, Oren, if you had said, "Well, I decide pick either one." Yeah, yeah. And guys, you, you know, wrote them back, wrote Todd and Paul back. I bought the thing. Yeah. And then you know, a month goes by. Hey, so you know that car that I bought? Mm, yeah. Here's the list of things I'm wrong with it. And here's the money I've put into it. And then two months later, another angry letter. And they Maybe. get increasingly... Just as long as you know I what you're going into. I don't want that to happen. Fair, fair. So I'm actually going to suggest other things really? that you could put okay. your money towards right, that right. might be more satisfying, still give you the big sedan experience, okay. like okay. a Kia Stinger GT. You might have to yeah. spend more. But yeah, a, yeah. a GT or a GT2, brand new, warranty. Even the used ones still have a warranty. Yeah. And it's a good one on Kias. Yeah, I liked your A7 idea. The Kia Stinger is sort of like, hey, all those German designers came over from Audi and did stuff yeah. at Kia, and they made a really cool car, and it's fast, and it's got turbos, and a, it's got a warranty. <laughs> and that's where I'm going for your marriage, my friend. You and I Anything... both are so excited about warranties right now, we can barely <laughs> oh stand gosh. ourselves. Yeah. Anything with a warranty, especially given the stuff that you've had and the project yeah. car that you already yeah. have. I don't want either of these cars, as nice as they sound, to turn into... Project car number two. This is you. the big concern. Big so that's concern. my headspace is warranty. An Alpha, a, an Alpha Julia, a Julia with Quadrifoglio a, yes. with a warranty. A Stinger with a warranty. Do you, yeah. do you see the common I'm seeing thread a pattern. I'm seeing here. a pattern from you, yes. I, I want us to do the experiment. That's funny. Because we're, we're giving you content. And that's we're funny. giving you updates. And you can clench as you're listening and then yeah. be like... Boy, those guys are idiots. Glad I didn't then, spend that, yeah. <laughs> and well, then move on. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm in other 
sedan land for you. All right. That's my headspace because you've got a growing family. You need the space. There's many sedans out there that can be fun to drive. Mm -hmm. Stinger's up there for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A BMW, a new BMW, like two or three years old that doesn't have a warranty, I would recommend before these other two. Interesting. Okay. All right. Just for safety because... These are down-the-road kind of cars. You heard Todd. <laughs> this is Phaeton is car number four. Yes. The Quattroporte is car number three for me. So you get the idea. These are not primary to be relied upon, yeah. even though we've got winter tires on them, and we've well, relied that, a lot on them. And now that the Lancer's to. in the shop indefinitely, the Phaeton's going to be out all the time. That's, it has. I've been driving it daily anyway, but yeah. Yeah, but say the Sequoia goes down, and like, oh, yeah. well, the BMW's not running. And Which one's worse? Hey, yeah. so that Phaeton you bought, is, is that working? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want you to get to that point. I hear we are. I hear we are. I'm trying to ease you in. And again, I, I like your choices, but what if I just, you know, Todd picks the fate and I pick the Maserati. Okay. Kind of boring. Yeah. Not that big of a conclusion. I have an answer here, though. I, I'm not I, sure I, about I that. See, no, I, I actually see your logic because your logic is incredibly bedrock sound. It really is very good. <laughs> we a have, rare we moment have, of we have, soundness. We have ignored all of it, but it is very sound <laughs> a logic. Rare moment. The, the big thing that, that we've talked about in various things, I talked about it in my uh, my fate, first Phaeton video. We talk about it again in, uh, in this uh, car piece. We just did these four car piece for TV. We'll talk about it more, but I'm going to mention it here real quick. When you, may, when you buy a formerly expensive car mm-hmm. for now currently very cheap. It's fantastic. We encourage it. We applaud you. We will continue to, to push for that. <laughs> to a point. To a point. However, you need to know and you need to steel yourself to the fact that when it needs something done, it is an expensive car. You bought it cheap. Yes. But you are now yes. maintaining a, let's just pick a number, $100,000 car. So it's going to feel yeah. like you're maintaining a $100,000 car even if you bought it for, in my case, five. So yeah, if, if you are, and are okay with that reality, let me look at these two cars real quick. And I actually think the answer for you depends on how you're going to use it, okay? Hmm. Because having driven both now, if I was going to take a big sedan down a canyon regularly, like a windy road regularly, that was the way it was going to get driven, I'd pick the, the Quattroporte every single time. Sure. Because it, okay. it handles really well. It does, yeah. And hopefully the ZF will work for you. And it, it, it's a more engaging driver's car. Which it's not going to work for me. <laughs> which I realize is a low bar. But but it, it has a specialness about it. I know it's a cliche, but it is, it's trying to be the four-door Ferrari. It has a specialness about in it. In many it, ways it is. It is. And as you mentioned yeah. in your video, it is a front mid-mounted engine. Mm-hmm. So it's got really good rotation. Yeah. So if you were going to drive it like that, the Quattroporte wins. If you're going to drive it as a commute tank... Or a cross-country hauler, it's the Phaeton, especially with the four seat. But here's the other thing about the four seat: I love the four seat; it's very cool. Are those back seats going to get used? Because if it's just going to be you driving the car, those back seats are kind of wasted, though they are awesome. Sure. So, and I and I will say, I will say, kids, they'll climb all over and push everybody. And my son loves loves the Phaeton so much; he loves it because it's it's so different yeah. than everything else we have and it's so different than anything anybody else has and it is aircraft carrier enormous <laughs> and you've said it and I've said it as well I, I honestly I'm debating if I've driven a better at highway speed road car I don't know mm-hmm. if I have even at the, my $5,000 one was stuff wrong you get that thing going 80 miles an hour and it just thinks I need nothing else in the world this is handled problem it is solved it is amazing so if you were going to use it like that the Phaeton's going to far, far win couldn't agree more. Because I don't want to be on a highway drive 
buzzing along in the quattroporte, no. as nice as it is inside. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, would I, I would saw across the country, assuming something wouldn't break, in the Phaeton. Hmm. Okay, so it comes down to usage then, uh, which, which he doesn't doesn't clarify. Okay, and if he's right. just driving it for fun, I think the quattroporte is more fun. But you said it the other day when we were mm-hmm. driving them both actually for television, is you got out of the Phaeton and you just said. That is a tank. And you meant it as a compliment. It's just it feels like nothing can touch me. It really does. Which is very cool if that's the kind of driving you need to do. I mean, I'll say this out loud. 90 to 100 miles an hour in the Phaeton is boring. It's just. It is boring. There's no other word for it. Watch the state lines go by. It's just, here we go. And you look down and you're like, huh, 100. I am bored out of my tree. It <laughs> but, makes it so easy. But I, you know what? I would trade. I would trade the word because of the kind of car it is. I would trade the word boring for relaxing, because 100 mm. miles an hour in the Lotus is simultaneously exciting and not the tiniest bit relaxing. It's terrifying. I don't think it's terrifying, but but you are you are hanging on. Whereas you you literally you know make sure you're not tired while driving the Phaeton at 100 <laughs> because you could not off. It's incredible. I, I just rela- felt it is like, a saw across the country car. Huh, let me study that button's icon. What, what that and then I hit, oh, I'm going 100. And, and, right. they, and they do work. Then I hit the massage <laughs> seats, and I'm like, yeah, that's the business. Because that it, it's so the it's the op it's the bookend of my Lotus experience. It's fascinating. It is. Yeah. It is. Whereas you're right, the Quattroporte is buzzy and it's frantic and exciting. Yes, and yes. at 80, it's sort of like. Should I be revving that high? Is that do they intend that? <laughs> Are we all going to die? Because I could keep I, going and I have revs left. And so you know, theoretically, I can keep going faster. Somebody out there is probably saying right now, but the Maserati wins because of engine note. But here's a thought I have: I actually <sighs> don't think it's great in the car. I think it sounds great going by. I think it sounds great outside yeah. the car. I think in the car as a driver, it's not that great. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. It kind of roars a little bit, yeah. and then the higher RPMs get into it, just it's just a wall of noise. Which, which honestly, when it goes by or it pulls away at the light, or you see it from outside the car, it's delicious. You just like I want to hear that again. Sure, but driving it, it's just like I I don't need that really. <laughs> I'm just hearing gear lash. That's well, all that's I'm a hearing. Whole separate problem. Yeah. Is that uh, okay? Now, what part of the valve train is that that I'm listening to now? How, Trying how, to isolate. How all broke the, it is that? The sound? mechanical yeah. noises like isolate the mic. That's gear wine. So that's or okay, if, that's if you want to join us in this this <laughs> descent into whatever madness this is. is that uh, valve hopefully, that I hear? hopefully we've helped you. Did I change the oil? Do I have any oil? You might not be buying a car right now, but you're probably still looking. We're all looking all the time, and it seems like there's always a new place to search. That's why we love Autotempest.com. With Autotempest, you can only enter your search one time and see results from Cars.com, eBay, all of Craigslist, and many more. Or you can jump to AutoTrader or CarGurus without entering anything new. Your same search on a new site. So if you're looking for fun or you need a car right now, don't search all over. Start at Autotempest.com. All the cars. One search. The weather's changing, but the sun is still out, and it's baking your car's interior. Luckily, all you need is a custom sunscreen from our friends at Covercraft. They're awesome. They're amazing. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car and keep your car cooler when you're off enjoying the sunshine. These custom sunscreens come in a variety of colors, and they're an affordable and simple way to keep your car cooler in the summer and protected from damaging UV rays all year long. We swear by our custom sunscreens. I I love it. It's one of our very favorite car accessories. Remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com. Or you can follow the link from our sponsors page.
Runaway! <laughs> no, Orin, that was, runaway! That, we already covered it for Orin, and I don't know that it's runaway. I mean, here's the thing. If he's, <laughs> if he's so far down the road, last thought, if he's so far down the road <laughs> that he's like, I'm getting one of these two, then hopefully we can guide you through the madness because it is truly it's madness it's we're madness. here to be your guides to bad wait no yeah well we are no we are we are your your tour guides to bad decisions we certainly are that it's more like we're docents and just showing you the wreckage in the museum of here's these cars and look at what happened no, no we're more on to the next press the audio button on what your recorder we are, and we're on to the next we're more like the test pilot standing there with blood down the side of his face going <laughs> well, so let me tell you what happened you should try that i'm alive step one <laughs> you should try that it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> but here's what happened. Okay, Billy is writing to us from Melbourne, Australia. Billy, we, we know we've got a lot of Australian listeners, so thank you for writing. If you are in Australia, keep writing to us. Yeah, we are for trying sure. we to get to emails. your emails. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys. We get so many more, period. We, all we've over got the to get to Australia get and visit our fans there awesome. yeah. and shoot something. If you've got creative ideas, we're open to it. But, of course, you know, plane tickets and all. It's only money, yeah. Billy and his wife live in Melbourne. He says they're right in the city. Man, which means you get the Formula One race in March. Uh, okay. See, yeah. I'm going to drive my Maserati and dream of Melbourne and Formula One. And I, 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 you know what? <laughs> you know, if money were no object, we'd, off the we'd ship the Maserati to Melbourne. <laughs> and you would drive your Maserati through town until you blew up the engine and the transmission. And then we'd just wash our hands of it and walk away. And Maserati like, in the desert. That'd be, that'd be no, not, no, middle of, middle of Melbourne. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying let's do a total Michael Bay. Oh, wow. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's laying there burning and we just walk away and don't even look back. Fly That's home. what goes on. Yeah. That's All the right. that's the grand tour budget version yeah, of this for show. Sure, yeah, for anyway, sure. going on. All right, so he and his wife own a Holden Commodore with the Very 6 liter cool. V8. Love it. He says it's been wonderful. They have a blast driving this thing. But over the last year, they found themselves enjoying hiking and bushwalking much more. And, you know, rather than driving on a lowered on coil springs modified rear-wheel drive sedan, Oof. it's brutal on Australian country roads. So he's in the market for an all-wheel drive car that has good ground clearance that will enable them to travel anywhere in Australia. Okay. They'd love to do some off-roading, but he says that's something I can do in the future. Mm-hmm. He's got $35,000, 35000 Australian dollars, uh-huh. and has been de- debating hard between a Subaru XV and an Outback, okay. or... You know, should he go with more of a four-wheel drive, true off-roader like a Mitsubishi Pajero Sport? Yeah. His wife yeah, yeah. hates the idea of getting a truck, even though he wants a Colorado or a Ranger. See, you guys, you guys are going to get the Ranger Raptor. We uh, don't. Probably, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of tuning companies that do that almost Raptor, yeah. but it's not a Raptor. Tennessee will give it some fancy name and yeah. do their own version. And it's the mini yeah. Raptor. It's yeah. Whatever. The All Raptorlet? Right. The Hennessy Raptorlet. It's the tiny cute. Anyway. Before it scratches <laughs> your eyes out. super cute. <laughs> so, they don't have any kids. He's not stuck to what they have. And I'm okay. guessing you're going to be selling the Holden to that's, get you the $35,000 yeah. Australian dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he says they both walk to work, which is cool, because they're yeah. right in the city. Yeah, this is a... And they don't need to walk to work. This is a get out or of they town do and get into the middle of nowhere car. That's what this yeah, is for. Yeah, for sure. It's sure. not a commute car at all. This yeah, is an exploration, great. get out in the country. So what do we decide for them? I love your story. I love that you're right in the city. You're walking to work. You're just enjoying city yeah. life. This is fantastic. But then this thing will remain parked for a mm-hmm. lot of the time, yeah. probably. Yeah, and yeah. then, all right, you're planning trips around the ownership of the car. Because now this car is enabling you to get out and do, name the thousand things that you can go do. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 things you could do and be happy with on a weekend. Mm-hmm, totally. Pick one and go do it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So I thought about your off-road comments. Mm-hmm. And I thought doing the hardcore stuff, as you said, is later on down the road. 
Okay, you think? All right. And reiterating your wife's point, she hates the idea of getting a truck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So therefore, I don't think that's in your immediate future. Okay. I'm saying that if you really want to get into it, get the tool for the job, get it cheap, get it used, and get a Wrangler or you know, yeah. some kind of pickup truck that you listed here that will do what you want. But that's down the road. For mm-hmm. right now, you're focused on adventures, fill the car with gear, yeah. comfortable on road, high yeah. speed, off road. Do you, does anybody see where I'm going with this? The recipe that the original Cayenne painted. Oh, okay. The original Cayenne you're was right. going after you're high right. speed Autobahn, and then you could hang a sharp left and go mm-hmm. bombing across whatever terrain. I mean, that's a very good point. Not whatever, but almost whatever. I, they tested I, the, it on dunes, sand dunes, right. and deserts, and cold, and all the continents, yeah. and that's why the Cayenne exists. I, the Cayenne owner, hadn't put it on this list, but you're right. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And we just drove the yeah. latest Cayenne S on their crazy off-road course, almost Moab-quality off-road course at uh, Porsche Experience Atlanta. That's coming up season six. And that just reiterated these realities of its off-road capability. That is actually really good, Paul. I, I hadn't just, gone there. I was I just driving there. yours yeah. the other day. We were yeah. using it as a camera car. It works yep. great as a camera truck. It's fantastic as a camera truck. That's why they put the big arms on them. Yeah. We just can't form the arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. And so I thought, well, this is just – there's one uh-huh. for me. that It's it's the Cayenne or nothing, Billy. Huh. Okay. That's right. where I'm at. Right. I mean, you can pick your flavor, pick your year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as much as you can get. I did go shopping. As a matter of fact, I found a page of Cayennes for 35000 or less that are nice ones. You could almost get to 2011, 2012s, almost. Okay. You might Which be is having gen. higher yeah, kilometers yeah. on them. Yeah. But still – they're they're made for this, and then once you start putting the maintenance into them, yeah. that's when it becomes your long term friend. Because the, the first you gen you can easily get into, and they're oh, yeah. great. You, here's the thing: they're you've got to get throwaway at that generation. You've got to get late model <gasps> first gen. So that's our and next horrible car to get the first gen Cayenne no. that had all the problems. No, no, that's the next after cheap having car. one that's run. I really can't this imagine having it. one that's horrifying. How about like a Turbo S from 06? Oh gosh, like the scariest. I, Get you, it for like nine grand. The sound you're about to hear is me running out of the room. That's what the sound you're about to hear. What uh, a great idea. Yeah, okay. I, I actually do like this idea a lot for Billy. I hadn't gone there. I do like that a lot. I'm all over the cayenne. This was okay. the original right. recipe. What you're deciding, you were like the the short story that Porsche created on their mood board <laughs> and the image board when they were imagining. Now, who is the buyer? We're doing this, this for Billy. It's in for Australia. Billy. Yeah. That they started way back it. when. Now That's you can get funny. one used. Okay. There's nice ones all over Australia for all right. sale. I like it. Cayennes do drive well on the road. They do not ride like a truck. That's true. And yet they That's go true. do truck things and you go, wait, wait, what? It it can do that? Yeah, you're right. Indeed. It absolutely can. That's Indeed. a very good point. I, I don't know that I'm gonna top that. I hadn't actually gone there, but don't know that I'm gonna top that. I'm gonna speak to the things you have brought up. The uh, I like the Super X V better than the Outback for you. The Outback is big. It's genuinely large. Mm. And uh, I think the Subaru XV is going to be a little more prone to have the, the the clearance you want and to be sprightly enough to, to clamber places. That's the Subaru you, 15, then? We're going Roman numerals? Uh, <laughs> the, Subaru number 15. Get, get the 15, not the Outback. There we go. I like that. <laughs> it's yeah. the so 15, we're, we're right? Getting the, we're getting the Subaru 15. So there's that. But I actually I do wonder about the truck thing. You went with Tool for the job, and that's how you got to Cayenne. But I... I I'm going to speak to your wife for a moment. Hi, wife. Here's my question. What is it you don't want about a truck? And that's something you guys have to navigate. What does she not want about a truck? What I'm thinking of is if you get one with enough personality, she might like it. 
I like the Colorado. I like the Ranger. I but you're actually now talking pickup truck. I mm-hmm. avoided pickup truck. I do think you need to drive a two door Wrangler, and I also think you should okay. drive an FJ Cruiser. Oh, that's good. Both of those good. have good capable. personality, and they have all kinds of capability off road. My what I'm pondering is this is kind of the new thing you guys are getting into, and you do say. I'd like to do some real off-roading, but not yet. I think the difference between real off-roading and where you are right now is just having the tool. I think you're going to mm. keep longing for those trails, and you're, and whatever you get next, I think you're going to find the limits of the capability quickly if it's not off-road capable, really off-road capable. I think you're going to find yourself on some back road and be like, I really want to go down that, and I don't think this can. I think sure. I think you're a short distance from that conversation, my friend. So that's why I think let's go ahead and since this doesn't have to commute, it just goes on adventures. Let's embrace the adventure. The Cayenne would do it. But let's look at two-door Wranglers. Let's look at FJ Cruisers. Let's look at something that if you want to see a crazy road, you can just go, honey, let's try this out. And she can go, yeah, let's do it. So okay. that's why I'm going to go with okay. those two because I, I like think it. you're closer to needing that capability than you realize. So I'm kind of saying, look, I hate that the Commodore goes. I love that you have that history. But you're moving, in, you're moving into that new season of life where you have new car needs. So let's go get the right tool. You heard about the thespian that was playing Julius Caesar in a play. And you know during dress rehearsal, someone in the audience spotted the actor wearing a Rolex okay. on his wrist. All right. Went, wait, 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 you know, we're, we got to be authentic. You got to take the watch off. And he's like, no, nah, there's Roman numerals on here. <laughs> the Subaru 15. It's the Subaru 15. Anyway. It's going to catch on. It's going to uh, be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Moving to social media questions, but not before we say, please write with your own debate mm-hmm. to everydaydrivertv at gmail.com yeah, yeah. or the website everydaydriver.com, top right corner, under the about tab, there's a contact button. Thank you guys for sending us stories. That's Keep awesome. doing it. I know you're going to get time to write your story over Christmas and New Year's. We're going to be flooded. We already are, which is awesome. Thank you guys for all the things you write. We do actually read them uh, amongst ourselves, even if we don't read them on the air. This is what keeps the podcast fueled. So thank you guys for writing in. On Facebook, Ted Adam Green says, what's going to happen first? The majority of electric cars or majority of autonomous cars? Hmm. Can Can I pick none of the above? Okay. I don't think we're at a majority of either one within the next 50, 60 years. A majority? Or, well, I suppose between the two. I looked at this question. Between the two choices, which one gets sure. there first? It's not going to overtake the majority of the car industry. I'm with you on that. Okay. All right. All right. But between the two, I'd say electric cars before autonomous cars. Yeah. All day long. Prob- well, there's, there's less regulation involved to get, a, to get electric there cars. There is. Running, and yeah. it's all about public acceptance, too. Yes, true. Because still mm-hmm. that, uh, okay, so there's no steering wheel, huh? So I don't get to drive this and at all? I'm getting in on uh-huh. purpose? Yeah. And it's going to take, and I steer it with the app by just looking at it? We are, we are crazy <laughs> creatures because we would simultaneously, A, like to be in control, and B, like to also look at our phone at the same time. Have, have, have we noticed <laughs> yeah. this? We yeah. want to do both. You're right. We really, Ugh. really don't. Please don't take, and, and you and I do it to each other, and we've done it with other people in the car. When you are driving with someone, and they are driving, but they pick up their phone, and to, mm-hmm. to check whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. And you, as the passenger, you've done it to me, I've done it to you. You say to them, can I help you? And some people are offended. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got this. I am driving. I, I need to be in control of the car. I will arm. also be in control of my phone. Yeah. 
That's yeah. the big autonomous thing is like we the, the car is going, you know what? I mean, as much as I don't want an autonomous car, the car at least is going, you know what? Look at your phone. And we're going, no, no. I want to drive <laughs> exactly, you too. Exactly. Exactly. There's a follow-up question to this from Charlie KNYC on Instagram who says, it feels like this never gets mentioned. But isn't the percentage of electric vehicles also greatly limited to those who park in dedicated private spots with access to a charging point? Absolutely it is. Logistically, how would electric cars overtake the market when so many people park on the street or in communal lots? I mentioned that on the last podcast. The fact, what if you live in a condo? This is true. Yeah. But, Charlie, we're we're only going to get there. And by there, I mean... Everybody just parks as normal when battery technology allows us to not associate parking with charging. Everybody associates oh, electric see. cars with parking with charging. Yeah. If I park, it's got to be plugged in. Yeah. yeah. You don't associate, well, when I park, I've got to have a fuel nozzle stuck in my Maserati. Mm. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> you almost. Might, you might that need car. that much fuel, but I take your point. It yeah. gets terrible Excellent mileage, point. almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way I drive it. But, yes, true. You know. I, everybody associates that when going. it's parked, yeah. it must be plugged in. Yeah. When we're at battery technology where that doesn't matter and we go, a month, I guess I, lo- I should look at my electric meter. How much volt? How much, how much do I have left? Or, or the charging is all in enough public areas that we visit that it won't matter. You plug mm-hmm. it in because you went to the mall or the office or the whatever. I see, you, I see where you're but going. Only then will we finally... Get over it. And that's a different thing than range anxiety. Range is when you're driving. No, I agree. This is just, okay, I got to find a spot to park my electric. Nope, I'll just park. I'm just going to park right here. Because my battery's fine. Well, but I haven't I, checked it in a while. I mentioned that this in our Model 3 versus Bolt piece, and I've mentioned it since. I actually think the range anxiety thing is not the problem. I, I agree. I think it's recharge time. Yes. And if we could yes. recharge as fast as we get gas, or you know what? I'll even go further. You probably get gas in about five minutes. If we could recharge in 15, I think huge. Th- then, then the range is almost irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You could have a car like the first Leaf that's got 90 miles, and you kind of don't care Yeah, because you yeah. can charge it in 15 minutes. That's the average person waiting in a Starbucks line. You pull into the Starbucks parking lot, you plug your car, and you come out. It's charged. You're done. That's a great idea. They, yeah, Starbucks they, line. Another they, way for them to make money, yeah. And it's an automatic moving sidewalk while you're parked and while your coffee is being made. Awful. Boop. Plugged I guess, in. I guess. Starbucks, you're welcome. It's another great way to make money. Like you <laughs> Elon Musk it. won't use it because he wants to sell cars that don't make money. So he oh, can right. open up his charging stations and make money. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep beating on that. I should stop. Let's see what else we've got here. Hey, Johnny Winstone, real quick. He wrote it in from the UK, and he just said he just found the podcast. He described it as motoring heaven. I feel like that's an overstatement, but I will take that compliment. He said he just feels like in the UK, he lives in in London, actually, where they're not very car-friendly anymore. And he just feels like there's so many people that don't actually enjoy cars in the UK. He's just excited to find a discussion where we like cars. Boy, do we ever. Johnny, thanks for being with us. It's very cool. Uh, many other questions are going on here. Dammit Patton said, what one portion of the U.S. driver's license test, would we, what test would we like added? Oh. What is something we wish was tested that isn't? I'll give you one. Just one? I know. Oh. But, but I'll give you one, honestly. Proper zipper merging. Good. And Good. that can be just getting on a freeway on-ramp, or that can be everything is compressed down and traffic has now gone to one and lane. Either one. Are you also talking about all the manners being taught on how to do it? Because there's also the 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 one tooth that zips ahead to the front yes. of the zipper and tries to squeeze in where there's it's no the, more teeth available. It's the you go, I go, you go, I go. It's the simple zipper merging if you're losing a lane. But I'm even just talking about the fact that the number of people that we have all seen, we've all seen them, okay, where they haven't gotten close to freeway speeds when they've entered the freeway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I, you're still going 45. You're accelerating, but you're still going 45, and traffic is going 65-plus, and you're entering the freeway now. This is not how it works. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, all right, well, we could go on with that. We could, for sure, yeah, yeah. Kazi Chav on Instagram says, now that he's seen Ford versus Ferrari, how exactly do I become a racing driver? <laughs> if you're asking now, you're probably also too late. I hate to say <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Well, they're, they're almost like gymnasts. If you're not doing it by three or four, it's too late. It's almost that bad. That's my whole thought is, if you're asking for real, you want to go to the Nissan GT Academy or the FIA Motorsports Games Digital Cup. There Even you though go. There on both go. websites, yeah, yeah. I have not seen updates for... Two, at least two years they haven't now. haven't done so it in a couple of years. I, I don't point. know how much further point. those are going. I don't even yeah. know if they're still going. The yeah. websites are still up. Maybe yeah. they are, but yeah. they, they haven't announced winners for the past two years, as a matter of fact. If you're kind of asking, well, as Todd said, you got to start doing push-ups at two, yeah. and then you got to start doing you know, <laughs> you karting, karting at three. karting by four, for well, sure. When races at five, championships yeah. at age seven, Formula yes. three by age 11, Formula two at age 15, and There's then F1 when you're 18. There's stuff to do, man. You're going to need to have Michael Schumacher or Jas Verstappen or K.K. Rosberg or Carlos Sainz Sr. as a dad. That helps. That does help a lot. Or you could just forget Prefer- all that. Preferably live in Monaco, yes. <laughs> and have your dad just buy a Formula One team like That's possible Lauren well. Stroll, who yes. bought the Formula One, the Racing Point team. I'll just, I'll just spend a few Lance. billion and look, you've got a seat. He, he was actually 18 when he debuted. The youngest uh, grid. Uh, well, when dad owns the team, you get some access. I, you could just say, Dad, could you just buy an F1 team? There's one for sale. Having said all of that, honestly, here, here's here's a little more accessible version of that. If you really want to do some racing for a living, I don't know what you currently do for a living, but you're going to have to start taking a bunch of instruction to get yourself good. Mm-hmm. And then, be it local NASA or SCAA, uh, SCCA or whatever, you're going to have to then start instructing others. Yeah, yeah. And this creates an opportunity for you to have a lot of access, a lot of the time, and that will open up opportunities for you to do race driving for fun. It's about getting your race license at graduated levels with either SCCA or NASA. So you want to go through the programs, and you can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can go and move up through the, you know, you need experience, move up through the ranks of getting your licensing. But I will also just... Put your mind at ease because Paul Newman didn't discover cars and racing till he was age 48. Yep. And then he did become a race car driver. Totally. Indeed. Totally, and then yeah. he won Le Mans at age 70. And Patrick Dempsey got into it, what, like 38 or 40 or something? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can start late. I mean, you're going to need money, money and access. You're going to need money and access Granted. for sure. Yes, for sure. But again, these guys started late in life. Yep. And yep. You're right. there is no reason you can't to. Yep. John Herbster on Facebook said he's going to be in Austin for five days over the holiday. He's going to tour a car. He's thinking BMW 3 Series. He's open to suggestions. He'd like to keep it under about 100 a day. He's He currently drives a 2014 WRX. He's only driven Japanese cars. He's only owned Japanese cars. Yes, please rent something German just for the different experience. But I, I, I didn't pull up Austin Turo and actually look around. But there's nothing wrong with the 3 Series. But how small can you go? Because I'm wondering, can you get something two-wheel, rear-wheel drive? Mm. And I actually think a lot of times people rent Boxsters for cheap, like around 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Even if it okay. breaks 100 bucks by just a bit. Here's your car back. No, honestly, <laughs> I think you need to rent, if you can, rent a small Porsche. 
mm. because that will be so different than the experience you've had to this point. The, the BMW would be nice, it, and you'd get a different experience. But if you could get into a Boxster, an older Boxster somebody's renting, I think that would be such a different experience than what you've had. You'd come away quite intrigued. Speaking of Porsche, Ad the Mans asks if we think the Taycan will kill any other models hmm. offered by Porsche. Okay. I don't think so, and here's yeah. the reason. Again, because of battery technology. When you have an internal combustion engine, the lump is the thing. It's the heaviest thing in the car. It's the heaviest single thing. Yeah, yeah. And wherever you put it, it remains the heaviest thing. You can't change that. Mm -hmm. You can change where you put it in the car, but you have to package stuff in there. Yeah. Now imagine if battery technology progresses to the point where they're kind of like Lego bricks, and each mm. brick is mm -hmm. a cell. I mean, we're already kind of there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We're yeah, going yeah. right now. Everybody's doing the roller skate thing with the flat floor that's four yeah. inches high, and it it does put the center of gravity very low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And therefore, you have you know no transmission hump, all of that stuff. Yeah. But what if battery technology allows us to now? build a car by putting the weight where we want it. Mm, interesting. Imagine a Cayman. I fully expect at some point an electric Cayman. But yeah, you for can, sure. With all that space back there, it doesn't have to be the battery concentrated right where that engine was. Excellent point. You yeah. could distribute the weight even more differently, and you could mm. have an mm. electric 911 that now is still the 911 shape, still cool. But not not rear weight? But not That's fully rear weighted. Maybe the motors are you know central right at the axle back there, dual uh, or single I motor, where, where it is. I see where you're going. But now you can distribute that weight around the car now for optimum weight dis distribution, and therefore every manufacturer can now play with better handling because of the center of gravity, because Porsche, of the distribution. Porsche makes an electric 911, and they keep the battery pack behind the rear axle just for tradition. <laughs> just for the sake of spite. <laughs> just they didn't because, have to. Yeah. We could have put it anywhere. You now have this extra random uh, truck behind yeah. the rear seats, but we got to put that battery pack way back there so it maintains its 911-ness. I knew there was levity yeah, coming. There's a joke in there somewhere. Of course there is. Uh, T. Scott Deckert says he has a 2013 Infiniti G37 sedan. Okay. Okay. Put that in your mind. He's looking for a new, to him, a used car, and he has a trouble that he doesn't ever want to buy a next car that has less horsepower than the one he currently owns. He wants to keep climbing in horsepower. He drove a friend's... Uh, 2001 Prelude, thought it was fun, but it has less horsepower than its G37. What does he do? Scott, honestly, let the number go. Mm. Let it go. Mm. Honestly, seriously, you need, to, you need to not worry about the number. If you want to be number obsessed, look at the horsepower to pound ratio, horsepower to weight ratio. What mm. is that ratio? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I'll give you a great example. If I got you in a Lotus Exige, 220, 240 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you'd be okay with the oh, power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Power. I could get you in a turbo Elise at 220 horsepower, but it weighs 2,000 pounds. Yeah. You would yeah. find it unbelievably fast compared to your G37, but it's down the better part of 100 horsepower. Sure. Okay? Yeah. The current, we're actually just about to drive the updated engine in a Ma, uh, Mazda Miata RF. That's got just under 200 horsepower, about 150 pound-feet of torque, and we're very excited. We've heard only great things about it. I think you need to look at it in terms of weight ratio. Mm -hmm. If you really want to worry about the number, find a car that handles well and has really good balance of power to its chassis. And I think you open yourself up a lot. And I do think you should look at little stuff because you'll revolutionize what you believe about cars.
Question from Michael T. Marsden asking about the best and worst paddle shifters out there. Hmm. Any that have surprised us that, you know, this shouldn't be this good or these should be a lot better. He's currently looking at cars for his girlfriend. (laughs) Sorry. Don't get get anything that is a single clutch. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So he's currently looking at cars for his girlfriend who can't and doesn't want to learn how to drive stick. That's totally fine. Okay. I think you're talking about just the paddle shifters themselves, the action of the shifters, how I read that. Do you think it's just that? Not the transmission. I think it's just how it feels, the particular action. Mm. And you want to strike a balance between the paddles feeling just like a button and an afterthought that is about two fingers wide and it's just, well, it's just a stupid button versus mine. And the Cayman GTS we're looking for that, that perfect balance of snickety-snick and not too much travel for an act. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's what really does it for us. Yeah. I also, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I don't think there's any Italian or any car other than the Italians that connect the paddles to the steering column. I think it mm. is just Italian. Correct me. Alphas, Maseratis, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Maybe. Is there any German that does this? Is there any Japanese car that who does has, this? Who has moose antlers? Yeah. Connected to the column. Yeah. I think everybody antlers. else. Yeah. I get it. Again, I correct me if I'm wrong. Right. I right. think they're all on the steering wheel. Okay. So my Which team and GTS on the steering wheel, I like them, but they're just a bit too far. And they mm. were corrected for subsequent versions of the PDK. Interesting. I didn't realize that. They'd moved them? And, and actually, the interaction is separate from the sensor in them. I can barely move the paddle, and it'll upshift or downshift without going fully through the motions. Mm, I see. So that yeah, means okay. it, it'll just crack the sen- It'll just make the contact without making that full ch-chunk, ch-chunk yeah. Yeah. back and forth. Whereas the Lancer, you've got to be dedicated to it. You've got to pull that <laughs> you paddle. Committed yeah, you got to go, on that I car. would like to shift now. Same Ka-plunk. thing with the Maserati. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the action on the DSG on the golfs is really quite good. It's a mm-hmm. good balance between, yeah. okay, it's not quite a button, but it's not quite this, wow, am I in a race car? It just is yeah. so mechanical, I don't like it kind of feeling. That's mm-hmm. what we're, the, the balance that we're trying okay. to strike. There's so many Lexi and, and too many luxury cars that just feel like a The paddles are an button. afterthought. They're an afterthought. They really are, and they do not feel calibrated by anybody who put the car in sport and thought, you know what? I'm going to drive this sportily. Yeah. I mean, keep this, in, is, this paddle's terrible. Engineers change this. Yeah. I'm wondering if you're shopping because she's never, ever going to put it in the manual mode and you're wondering about it when you get at it. That's what I might. Oh. I think she's just going to drive it in auto. That's my suspicion. So the paddles are there for him. I think that might be the case, not but, for but her. as we speak Maybe along not. these Maybe lines, not. most of the time when somebody has a ZF transmission connected to paddles in a, in a sports sedan, BMW does this mm-hmm. when they're non-DCTs. The Alfa Romeo uh, Giulia is the same way. Those actually typically are really good without being a dual clutch. Mm-hmm. Then you're right. The DSG is good, and the, the I'm sorry, but the PDK is awesome. PDK is brilliant. But if we're talking transmissions, then obviously the car and the yep. weight comes into play. But if yep. you're talking about just the action, you're going to be okay. sitting in a lot of cars and a lot of parking lots just trying a lot of paddles. random things. You're right. That's a very good point. Becca Walker 90 says, uh, we've driven multiple years of the triplets. That is the 86 chassis. So the FRS, the BRZ, and now called the 86. It's all the same car. Lots of incremental upgrades. The question here is the 2017 version and up, and we just drove the most recent one. We drove the Supra. Is it changed enough that you have to shop later versions? The short answer is no, (laughs) it isn't. The only changes that have really been made that you might be concerned about how much uh, luxury, if you will, do you want on the center console? Because some of the early versions, like the one I had, it did not have dual climate control. Nothing was digital in the center console. Does that matter to you? 
So chase that if that matters. And then the only other thing is in subsequent versions, they've made a better version of brakes and suspension op- opportunities and options for the car. Uh, a little bit sportier version. Depending on how you're going to use the car, you might want those. You might not. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we've driven mm-hmm. it both ways. Mine didn't have it. It was great. So those are the really the only things that change it. But even those change it incrementally. I say buy the one you want and don't stress it. Guys, we're signing off. We've got one more podcast until 2020, but we're signing off for now. Well, we're signing off we're for all of Christmas week. So yeah, it, next Tuesday break. and Friday, we will not be with you if you listened currently to the podcast dropping. We hope you have a great time with family and friends. And I know how the family thing goes. You're going to have some good times, and you're going to have some I need to get away from you times. But let's just embrace <laughs> that as the season, shall we? Ideal as little Christmas music as possible. You know, everybody just oh, oh it's going to happen. One time through the Mariah Carey album, and we're good, right? Yeah, and we gonna, never listen to it it's, again. It's going to happen. Just just pick your pick. You know what? You know what? Honestly, here's what happened. Here's the progression of artists for Christmas. You get to the place where your your best, greatest hits are a little bit behind you a few years back. Uh Then you do a Christmas album because it's instant money. Absolutely. You're right back in the Which means that you and I need to do a Christmas album because everybody wants to hear us sing, you know, I don't know, Jingle Car. Welcome to Never. 12th of Never. We'll we'll do that one. Guys, thanks a million for all your questions. Keep them coming. Your Topic Tuesdays, your car conclusions. Todd is laughing and he can't talk anymore. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone. (laughs) 